It's like this and like that and like this and uh, we're going to play this or that. You ready? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Beach, countryside or big city? Give me that beach. Itinerary or fill it out? Filling it out. Talk to strangers or nah? I need them locals. Talking okay. to them strangers. Revisit your favorite countries or somewhere new? That's a hard one, but I'm probably going to revisit my favorite countries. Party hard or lay your ass down? Uh, 50-50. You there for the history or the food? I'm here for that food. <laughs> for a massage, is the underwear on or off? I want you to get in them cheeks. Ew. <laughs> pack light or pack as many outfits as you need? Pack as many outfits, of course. <laughs> So season three, episode three of Soul Society 101, the podcast, and I have to revisit a few things from your this or that because <laughs> I'm a little confused. First off, well, this one I'm not confused about, but I, this one I think we need to tell people about <laughs> when it was a talk to strangers or not. Nah. So first of all, before I even get into that, the guests today, if y'all not familiar with the voice, if you're, if you're, if you're caught up on season one and two, you might know that this is Le Chic Bohim, a.k.a. First Lady of Soul Society 101, aka the wife. What up, Welcome. what up, what up, what up? <laughs> so let's get let's let's talk to the people a little bit about <laughs> um talk to strangers or not. So Yannick, in general, people think she's super extroverted. She's probably 50-50, um, somewhere in between. But when we travel for some <laughs> strange reason, she gets caught up in the most I don't even want to say useless conversations <laughs> because useless. they end up being very useful. Like she builds these relationships with random people. They end up talking about all kinds of parts of their lives. And we call that character Hillary. <laughs> yes, that's my alter ego. Hill. Because Hill, Hill, uh, Hill for sure. Hill has a, you know, slightly different accent. Excuse me? It's a, exactly. That's Hill. Pardon Hill, me? Hill sort of talks like this. <laughs> Pardon me? And so, you know, Hill shows up in Martha's Vineyard. Hill shows up <laughs> in Italy. Hill shows up. And we're just like, how do, why, why is Yannick on the side talking to this person for so long? Like, well, let's go. What are we doing? But then, at the same time, she ends up picking up all these gems. And she's like, so. I, she comes back to me. She's like, so I spoke with such and such. And we have to go. <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. But she doesn't do this thing on a regular basis, so when she gets in that zone, that's Hill. Yes, Hillary does like to meet new people. Hillary is extremely extroverted. Hillary does not suffer from anxiety like Unique can sometimes. <laughs> Hill just wants to know what's what when she's visiting, and she she just talks to anyone because that's how you figure out the landscape. No, I don't. Th I don't think the conversation leads <laughs> from you wanting information. I think the conversation leads from you just being excited to be somewhere. And just excited to exchange information Listen, and energy I with somebody. I can't call it. I can't call it, okay? Hill comes when she wants, sweetheart, and she departs when she feels that she needs to. And when to. she departs, you'll be a better <laughs> don't even look at her. Don't even see a neat, don't even look at her. 
Because she ain't talking. Yeah. You got to make sure Hillary, Hillary is switched on. <laughs> yeah. And she, she gives all she has through Hill, and then that's it. You making your um, listeners think I'm schizophrenic or bipolar, I mean, and I'm not. It is what it is. I'm not. If it sounds like. Now they're going to be scared to come like, up to me. <laughs> they're like, is this Hillary or unique? No, it's not that polarizing, but <laughs> I do tend to turn it up while traveling. Mm hmm. Now, the second point of the this or that that we need to revisit, <laughs> getting them cheeks? Like, yes. what are we doing? And I stand by that statement. Now, can you please clarify? You may stand by that statement, but can you please clarify what you meant? Because getting them cheeks can mean a lot of different things. Oh, I just mean, um, I I feel like sometimes when you wear underwear while getting massaged, they feel like they don't need to really, like, massage that glutus, maximus. And um, my booty is, you know, sizable. And um, Shorty has muscles back there. You know what I'm saying? I got a Tempur-Pedic. You feel me? So it's firm but She soft. just called her butt a Tempur-Pedic. Babe, FYI. it's not a Tempur-Pedic. To, is it a Tempur-Pedic or not? Nah? Does that thing sit or not? Nah? Does it sit? Let me know if it sits. It'd be safe. That's right. Shelf, <laughs> shelf life on a thousand. Um, but so, you know, when, you know, you out here walking, tugging this trunk that I have, you want to get a massaged. So I let them know, listen... Everything's a go. Massage back there. Even if it's a man? I don't really get male. Oh, I was about to say. Me. Listen, y'all see me trying to check her, right? I'm about to, I'm about to check her. Every time she's talking about... Ain't no man touching ass. Every time she go get a massage, I got to clarify now. Because clearly she want the masseuse to get in them <laughs> cheeks. They're called massage therapists. Okay, sorry. Is masseuse... A derogatory term? Yeah. Um, sorry, I used to work as a spa coordinator, so shout out to my spa community. Um, so masseuse usually has like a negative connotation. It sometimes leads some people in certain cities or countries to think that there will be a happy ending. Oh, okay. So um, then, you know, the new age people in the field like to be called massage therapists. I don't know. I feel like everything got a new term. You got to be all politically correct. Look at you. But sometimes I forget, though. Like... Um, when I do hear people say stewardess instead of flight attendant, I'm like, oh, are you in the 80s? Right. So I guess it's the same kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Okay. Well, the massage therapist out there, she wants y'all to get in them cheeks. The females only. Okay. <laughs> let's be clear. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into the travel. People know who you are, so we can skip that whole piece. Okay. But we fairly recently went on an amazing excursion Exploring Southern Africa. Liddy. I mean, we did, of course, our favorite country in Southern Africa, South Africa. We got my people then. That's not your people. I think I'm Zulu, but anyway, we'll get there. We went to South Africa, um, which is our favorite part of Southern Africa. And this time we got to explore to Botswana, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. And Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. What an experience. Yeah, and so they try to keep me in Zimbabwe, but... Oh, my God. Okay, so where do we start? <laughs> so, y'all know, I think we've talked on the podcast a few times about the love for South Africa. South Africa, specifically Joburg, just feels like home away from home. It feels like, well, for us, mainly being from New York City. Um, the food, y'all, the food. The food is good. The, the Just the views are very city-like. The energy, it's very much like Brooklyn or yes. Harlem. And for my fashionistas and fashionistas out there, the street style is 
impeccable. Yeah. And it's just so unique to South Africa, Johannesburg specifically, that it's just dope to witness. Like, I love people watching in South Africa. And you know, it's funny, a few of my um, African friends since I've been back have told me, like, God, you're dressing very African nowadays. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I am. I've, I've kind of picked up a little bit of the style. Um, he got a fire tracksuit. Wait until he puts it on the ground. Yo, I can't wait to fire. wear it. But you know, I have photos already, but I can't wear it yet because fire. I haven't worn it to enough events in New York. Fire. I got to wait till I wear it to Custom. at least three events in New York Custom. before I put that on the ground. To the point where, because he stays in Joburg, you know what I'm saying? This is just what he does. He travels to Joburg like it's um, Long Island. But, um... <laughs> He got a custom um, suit made, and I mean, tracksuit, and uh, the designers actually loved it so much that they're making it part of their new line. Yeah, so shout out to the crew, my brothers at I Run Josie. They're at the shops at uh, Newtown Junction, and, you know, I went and I saw their stuff, and I was like, oh, this is fire, but I, you know, obviously I had some adjustments from my taste, and I just asked them, like, hey, I kind of want to tweak this, that, and this. Would you be able to do it? They're like, sure. And at the time, I was coming back in a month. So I was like, I'll be back in four weeks. Can you have it done by then? They were like, yeah. Traveling like it's Long Island. (laughs) They were like, yeah. So got it done. Came back. Fit perfectly. Looked perfectly. So I can't wait. If you see me in these streets or on the gram looking like I just stepped out of the streets of Joburg, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just do what I do. You know what I mean? Jan's looking at me like I'm crazy. Yo, right y'all now. don't even know how annoying it is. Like they might have an idea. No, I don't. Mm, there's no way they might have an idea. But anyway, so also if you're in Johannesburg, make sure you stop at the shops at Newtown Junction. Um, there's also a shop called Makosa, and it does have that click in it yeah. um, that y'all might have remember. Y'all might remember from uh, the Black Panther. That's from the Kosa tribe. Um, I'm probably not clicking properly, but I'm doing my best. There's like all these different clicks. It's, yeah, there's it's like wild. mad different clicks. So I'm doing the click that I can do. Um, but it's X-H-O-S-A. And the clothing line is M-A-X-H-O-S-A. Look it up. Um, they're a little on the pricey side because Beyonce and... Um, Several other artists. Yeah. What was um, I going to say? Swiss Beats, a few other major artists have bigged them up. So, you know, once they get that co-sign, they up the price. But their stuff is fire it's, it's so it's essentially luxury south african um but it's worth the money i've only bought socks so far but because <laughs> <laughs> that's all i was willing to spend right now um but they got some fire cardigans dresses t-shirts polos just dope 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 stuff so you can check out the website like all of it's really great yeah i'm trying to figure out my custom piece right now yeah man so um what else we love about Joburg? our favorite restaurant I mean... I mean, this restaurant is just... So, if you're in the Parkhurst area of Johannesburg, you got to stop by Cafe Del Sol Tray. When I mean it's some of the best Italian food you'll ever have anywhere, it was like... Mm. Every time I go, there's a dish called Digga Digga Do that's a seafood pasta. I mean, I've tried to get seafood pasta since, and I just can't. Outside of Italy, it's probably nowhere that makes a better seafood pasta. Um, another one of our favorite restaurants is Pata Pata, which is in more of the city part of Johannesburg. Um, right up the street, if you go on Sundays, there's a market called Arts on Main that has a bunch of art, fashion, jewelry, you know, different artisans selling their work. Right up the block from there is a restaurant called Pata Pata, which is, how would you describe the vibe in there? It's sort of like a, 
artsy. Yeah, it feels very cool kid, artsy, like, hangout spot. Like, it's... You and could, sometimes they have live music. Yeah. The food is just fire. Like, it the drinks, great. the food, the vibe, everything is cool. So, definitely check out Pata Pata. Anywhere you go in Dribbler, just make sure you just get all the wine. They have organic wine for, like, nothing. It's just, like, it's just the drinks there are just amazing, along with the food. Um, you, I mean, they have such a great restaurant scene. And <clears throat> when you travel, sometimes it could be costly, but not there. In Joburg, it's very affordable for the American dollar. Yeah, and like I said, Joburg, make sure you check out Neighbor Goods Market on Saturdays. Um, but there's just a host of things to do. Joburg is just that type of place, like similar to New York, where you know you have your set things to do, but you can also just go off and do something totally different and have a great time. It's one of those just good energy, good vibe creative places that are on the rise so it's a good time to go now before you know they're ramping up their economy it's going to get a little more expensive very quickly um so it's the type of place you probably want to check out fairly quickly um so from johannesburg which we've been to i've been to now four times um mm. I, I mean i, I have i mean all it's... right come on boss <laughs> <laughs> from... you saw that slight flex y'all okay no i'm just saying like that's i've been there not, I didn't say it from that perspective. I'm just saying, like, that really does feel like home. Like, I keep going back instead of going other places. Like, to the point where as there's a sale that was going on, and I had to tell myself, no, Rondo, you really have to go explore <laughs> did you tell other places. Or did I shut you down? You shut me down. Okay, okay. fine. All right. Let's I didn't just be tell myself. She said, Rondo, cool your jets. Let's just be transparent. Calm down mm-hmm. and go somewhere else. Right. Or sit your ass down, actually. I mean, yeah. Like, how many times? How many times is he you trying to go to Joburg? Like, I mean, maybe I'm it. just trying to build a life out there. I don't know. No. Well, you know what? Off off mic, we'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so from, from Johannesburg, we had the pleasure of going to Botswana, both the capital, Gaborone, and Chobi, um, which is the safari side of, of the country. Which is part of Kasani. Okay, excuse me. You know, Look at I you. I remember a little something. Cold tear. <laughs> so, Gabaroni, I think, took us both by surprise. Um, we worked. Well, can we talk about the shade? Or was that Botswana? When we got off the airport and they were like, welcome to the real Africa? Oh, it was. No, 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 no. That was Zambia, right? That was Zambia. Oh, sorry. We'll get there. We'll I'm get so there sorry. when we get to Zambia. So, um, Gabaroni, I think, took us all by surprise because. You know, you don't really hear much about the city of Botswana. Like, you'll hear about the safari, and it's one of the best, and all the animals and all that stuff. But the city was actually really cool. Yeah. Gabaroni was like, I don't know. The we, we hung out at bars and lounges, went to great restaurants, indoor and outdoor restaurants. We saw the art scene. It was just, like, way, way more... I don't even know what the right word is. It was more metropolitan than I think. Right. Metropolitan is a good example. Right. So a a lot of the cities in Africa, I think people describe them as like work cities, right? So that's where people go to work. You don't really hear about the enjoyable side of it. A few things to check out in Gaboroni. The number one ladies coffee house. It's an outdoor lunch spot. Had the best chai latte. The best chai latte. Sorry for clapping. But like the best chai latte i cannot stress to you enough how good this thing was 
I was fiend out to go back so many times. Rondell had to put me in my place. <laughs> I asked for the recipe. Shorty would not give it to me. Yeah, and it's, it's actually themed off of, I don't know if you guys remember that um, show or movie Jill Scott was in, the number one ladies' yeah, detective it was on HBO. Um, so the number one ladies' coffee house, make sure you check that out. The Avani Hotel we went to on a Friday night. It was a real sexy vibe. Um, young uh, Botswana people that were just chilling. Is a nice restaurant called Mahogany's there, um, which is a steakhouse. But the outdoor pool bar area is really sexy at night. Live music. Um, one of our favorite places was Main Deck Bar. Um, that's an outdoor bar with food. It's like very cool kid vibes. You could tell that's like the creatives of the city. Um, they had like soccer playing or football, of mm-hmm. course, <clears throat> as it would be called over there. Great Music experience. was on point. We were jamming. That's when we first heard Bami Wata. Hey, Holy Wata. Call my fever. Hey, uh. Shout out to Mr. Easy. Yeah, listen. Yeah, we got, <laughs> our, got we, turned out one um, Afrobeats. Afro From that <laughs> night, she was like, oh my God, I got to find all the Afrobeats. I'm like, yo, Yan, Afrobeats been fine. She's like, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. <laughs> the, problem, the problem is, I have to experience with the people. Like, I don't want this secondhand experience that be happening in the U.S. Like, I want to be there. It's the same way I, I started to love Soka. After going to crop over in Barbados, like it's just I have to be with the people. Yes, the originators. Yes, but I guess that's part of the experience of travel is that you really do get to dive in and, and get the local experience because it's not like hearing Afro beats in Africa. Like it oh was, my gosh. it was on another level. So, main deck bar um, might have been our favorite spot. Um, also, check out the cigar lounge. They had a a mix of all types of music. That's more of a club club if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, um, but you're not gonna hear Afro beats just. FYI. Yes. So then we went to Chobe. Um, we stayed at the Chobe Game Lodge, which was really cool because it was um, one one of the top game lodges in Southern Africa. Uh, Chobe's one of the best, if not the best, uh, safari in Southern Africa. And uh, the guides the drivers in the safari are all african women which Mm -hmm. is very rare like most of the drivers are usually men and you think about the role it's like you have to be pretty fearless you have to be not scared of a lion not scared of a leopard not scared of a hippo which happens to be the most dangerous animal according to everybody not a lion or a leopard they say be scared of the hippos (laughs) and if you want to know why just look up how much they weigh they could fuck your whole shit up <laughs> in one little nudge. So if you're ever in a safari, don't. Everyone is like, oh, they're like, look to the left, you see a lion. Look over here, you see a leopard. And you get to the hippos, they be like, be very still. <laughs> there are hippos in the water. <laughs> Am I lying? No, you're not lying. That's exactly how they That's be. That's exactly how they be. Um, but how crazy was the experience at Chobe? So we did we did a morning safari, yes. uh, a sunrise safari. It's called actually. So we had to get up while early, like five something. It was dark out, um, and we got to see the sunrise oh with gosh. the animals, so beautiful. the ones that aren't nocturnal. Um, the animals just waking up. So you'll see 
a cluster of giraffes that are just coming from hiding behind a tree mm. one by one and the sky is purple. If you've been on our Instagram pages, we've both posted videos and photos of this because it is the most unreal experience And the ever. photos and videos still don't do it they justice. They don't do it justice. You literally feel like you're in the Lion King. Like, I've never been so submerged in a safari experience before. Yes. I mean, it got a little real, to be honest, because, you know... Um, the resort in which we were on just it's there's no fences they like they're they really want to respect um the natural way of life for the animals and stuff so you could come out on your yard and there's like a warhog just yeah the war there were warhogs eating food as eating soon as food. as soon as we came out the door there was this one time where we got a call we were about to leave and we got a call fam we and typically we just leave because we're like oh we're about to be past the front desk anyway but we picked up the phone and thank god they were like there's a snake in front of your door so please stay inside for a few minutes and we were like uh, uh okay <laughs> And based off of her concern, we knew it wasn't no baby snake. Yeah, because they're venomous, you know. I'm maybe not venomous, but big as hell. They're mm, um I think it was venomous. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But it was definitely the type of place that you have to be okay with being amongst the animals. Like even at night we had a very nice dinner <laughs> after and it was along the river. So we had a very nice dinner after our we did a boat tour along the river. Which are all kinds of things in that river, by the way. <laughs> so and much wildlife. It's the deck was sort of like over the river. So we're eating. We're like, oh, this is beautiful. They have little lights, but you can't see much up outside of our table. And we start hearing. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> I was the, like, wait. The sun has set. <laughs> it's dark. I was like, wait, what's that? And our our um our homie Sam, shout out to Sam at Botswana to Tourism. Sam. He's like, oh, that's probably a hippo. I'm like the same hippos that the guide was telling us to be very careful about. He's like, yeah, yeah, but they won't bother you. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. So So we're just gonna wrap up this food to go. <laughs> um Sam, we'll see you in the morning. And he was very Sam is so unbothered by anything. Like he was just like the entire trip, like, oh you guys are so funny, you're worried about everything. And I'm like, Yeah, bruh. Anything could go down at any time. Listen, there's crocodiles, there's um hippos, there's what else was living in that water? Everything. Snakes, I'm sure. Snakes, all types of things. And these people um, said that uh, our other guide, Sean, said that he that's where he learned how to swim in Chobani River. Exactly. I was like, fam, what? How you learn how to swim? Like, how you even <laughs> step, step your foot in a water like that? Talk about how he That's learned. where he learned how that's, to swim. That's why he was unbothered. But yeah, he so he was from the countryside of, of Botswana. In Kasani. From, from Kasani. So, mm-hmm. shout out to everybody learning how to swim with all this wildlife. Listen. Listen. It wouldn't be me, kid. Not it at all. It wouldn't be me. Not at all. But yeah, Botswana, I mean, between Chobi and Gavaroni was a true experience, and I highly recommend it. South Africa is a trip on its own, but if you happen to have a few days extra, I mean, you're all the way across the world, so it's like you might as well, if you can. Oh, we're not going to talk about the flight experience? Oh, yeah. Well, I talked about it on the last episode with Boonie, but go ahead. Like, they haven't, they haven't heard your rendition or your, your, your feelings from it. Fam, what? Like, I'm so sorry. In case you haven't heard um, his last episode. Um, so we're going from Garbone to Kasani. And it's what? How long is that flight? Maybe like hour, hour 15. Hour, hour and 15, right? It's already a tight flight, you know. 
is sometimes they make several stops depending on how many um, seats are booked at each um, airport, whatever. Um, so at some point, I want to say maybe 45 minutes into the flight, um, the pilot leaves the cockpit, excuse me, and walks back and just kind of like sits and chats with a friend. Mm -hmm. What? And I'm like, okay, I'm looking around. No one else has bothered, you know. I'm looking around like, is this normal? Is something happening? Like, I'm getting ready because I swear, like, I got to become Denzel Washington. Like, I may need to go into the cockpit myself and fix it, <laughs> land this flight because I'm not dying to go to uh, Kasani. Right. So then after 15 minutes, he just goes back casually and, and basically prepares to land the plane. So I, when we get off, I'm talking to Sam, who's with us, and I'm like, hey, so that happened. What's up? He was like, yeah, don't worry about it. What? Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, they probably put it on autopilot. It's fine. Uh, uh, no, no, it's not. Because you know what autopilot doesn't tell you? If there's, like, danger, like, if there's someone going off their own flight path. Like, there's all these things that, like, I just feel better if there was someone manually Right, driving the plane. And this happened going to Chobe and on the way back. By so the this way. is the thing. I thought it was a one-off. But then when it happened, when we were going back again, and this guy starts reading a newspaper in, 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 a, in, a, in like a seat with us. I'm like, wait, no, seriously. And the thing that I don't understand is it's not like he needed a bathroom break. It was a short <laughs> flight. I don't understand why you feel the need to leave the cockpit. Right. Stay and drive the plane, man. Like, I just, it's like, uh, they want to get a rise out of us foreigners. Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> like, because but everyone, no one else, no one else was bothered. No everyone one else, else saw him come out and was like, going about their regular business. Like, we were the only ones looking at each other like, do you see what me. I see? Am listen. I, are we the only ones seeing this? No listen, one else cared. They listen. were good. They were Gucci. Also, be prepared. So they have this thing where they, um, on all the flights, they have to spray a certain spray. It, it smells like the worst 99 cent air freshener <laughs> it ever. Does. It's just, you know, at it first, does. at first I wasn't prepared, but it's just something that they do. So it's an antibacterial spray. So basically before we fly off, they just spray the air inside the, um, overhead bins and all that stuff. And it's, it's intense. It's, it's a, intense. It's intense. So just put, you know. Cover your mouth, cover your nose, because I got in a coughing fit. It's just another thing I just want you guys to be aware of. I'm trying to equip you with all the tools. So you're like, y'all didn't even mention this. I went out there and then my nose got messed up. The um, pilot left the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> they forced this um, beef jerky on me. Like there's just all these little nuances when we, that we discovered when flying to Botswana. Yeah, so. Botswana was dope though. Like that I, was I would totally fun. do that again. And then we were off. It's to, also a little pricier, if I'm honest. Yes, it is definitely more pricier than um, Joburg. than uh, Joburg and South Africa in general. Their currency is stronger, so you'll expect to spend a little bit more. Not more if you're from the U.S. It won't. It probably won't feel that crazy, but in comparison to South Africa, right? So budget accordingly. So then. Zambia and Zimbabwe, which we can probably talk in one cluster because we... So the, the countries are next to each other and the parts of each country that we did are literally 30, 40 minutes from each other. So Livingstone, Zambia, and Victoria Falls, Zimbabwe are connected by a bridge. 
and the bridges may be like, <clears throat> if you're familiar with New York City, it's like going from Brooklyn to Manhattan or Queens to Manhattan. It's literally that quick. It's going from like borough to borough. So we stayed in Zambia. Zimbabwe was a day trip for us. Um, and Zambia, how would you describe it? I mean, I again, I didn't know what to expect, but it was lovely. Like it yeah, was. Zambia kind of felt like the Caribbean in a way, like just the. Um the landscape and just the lush green with the flowers and but it's still it felt like the Caribbean but not like it still definitely felt like you were in an African country but there was just like some people look like my cousins I'm not gonna lie to you like it's just I don't know it's just it, it was a very welcoming experience very beautiful um the resort we stayed at made sure that like the pool situation just looked very island-esque um a lot of the the palm trees and all that just reminded me of the islands it was very nice yeah and so much so that she looks like she could have lived there that when we actually crossed the bridge to go to zimbabwe and we're coming back in customs they kept looking at her kept touching her passport and was like they was holding my my passport they, they kept looking at us kept looking at her looking at her passport photo was like I don't know what they were saying amongst themselves, but it was kind of like, mm, this whole situation seems a little tricky. <laughs> like, they were, like, they didn't want to let they her They literally back was over. rubbing to make sure um, that my passport was, like, real. They kept looking at me as if Ron was trying to smuggle me out of the country. I mean, you did look like you could have lived there. You I... did. You did. You had a tan. Your skin was really dark I and mean, rich. come on, somebody. And you had on this Tell outfit that could have been... Shame the devil. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> in Livingston, Zambia, um, a few restaurants you can check out. Zest, Ocean Basket. We went to Avani Resort Hotel. So, there's an Avani in a few places in Southern Africa. So, this Avani Hotel actually has zebras and giraffes free roaming on the premises. So, that's where we got um, photos with the zebras... Um, them zebras was not happy with us because they were trying to get it in. Oh yeah, they were they were in mating season. Like <laughs> my dude had his schlong out. Just, he was ready to ram up his ready. woman. What? They were kissing each she other. She was up. backing that thing up. And you know it's real. Like our our friends in um, from South Africa, uh, shout out to Lerato and Jill. They told us like, listen, the animals understand what you're doing, what you're saying, all of that. Like you just have to talk to them. So they they told me about an experience where, you know. They were on a safari all day and they didn't get a photo with any... Was elephant. it zebra or elephants? It was elephants. elephants. And the elephants were moving away and they wanted a photo with them so bad. So they literally said, please, you know, I just want a photo with you and then you can go on your way. I won't be disrespectful. The elephant turned around, posed for the photo in a, in a just a way you could just couldn't even imagine. And then they bowed and thanked them. The elephant bowed back. And then kept walking. Mm. So I don't know how much you guys believe in the, you know, communication between animals and and humans. And if you have pets, I know a lot of cat owners, dog owners really believe that too. Like, no, they know exactly what we're mm. saying. But, you know, the zebras knew what we were there for. Because they looked at us mm-hmm. and then they kept kissing up on each other and they kept walking away. <laughs> and I kept following them because I needed my fire pic for Instagram. So I have a little conversation like, hey, yo. Yo. Zebra, because that's how they said out there. Zebra, not zebra. Yo, zebra. Mm-hmm. I just want a fire photo, please. 
So they gave me two fire, fire flicks. Yes. And then they was like, go by your way. Right. And then they were like, listen, I'm trying to get an in, bro. You really cock blocking right now. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, man. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. It was one of the dopest experiences. I've never been so close to wildlife and them. I've never witnessed zebras kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a, like, like I'm talking about necking, all type of, I'm like, wow. Yeah. It just was really beautiful. It it was unlike, and we've been, thankfully, on several safari trips and all that, but I've never had such a close experience. Yeah, just, just to clarify, you're on foot. Like, in the safaris, you're in a 4x4. Four four. In this case, you're literally on foot. But you have to be careful, too, because zebras kick if they yeah. feel threatened. Yeah. They kick back at you, so yeah. you have to keep a certain amount of distance. But yeah. we were pretty close we were pretty close um, um also in zambia you can take a sunset dinner train that's 180 dollars. we didn't do that because it was like mm, we good right but because our experience was so great as it was there's a market in town which is one of the best organized markets i've ever seen as well um some great clothing we picked up a few pieces some material to make some custom pieces back home if you know a great um, tailor or like a seamstress or something, hit me up on my Instagram. You can slide in that DM. I need this fire outfit that I envision, but I just need a recommendation. And then the day trip to Zimbabwe, Victoria Falls, Zimbabwe was really pleasurable. I mean, Zimbabwe, at least that part of it, you could tell is way more touristy than Zambia. Like, it is, they're ready for you. Like, they receive you as soon as you cross the bridge. A full tourism experience. They have their local tribe over there. I think that's the... Is that the Indabele tribe? I believe so. I can't remember. Don't kill me if I'm wrong. Um, but they have a market as soon as you enter. You rent your pon- your rain poncho because... But they didn't tell me it was rented. So you get, a, you get a poncho because Victoria Falls, the experience of going in to the falls, even if you're not near the water, you get wet because the falls are just that powerful. I believe it's the biggest waterfall in the world. So even if you're hundreds of feet away thousands of feet away you're still getting the mist which feels like rain from the falls so you get the poncho you go in you walk up into this it's not even like a full um road carved out because you can go a lot of different paths but anyway you find your way to different sections of the falls where you can get your photos you can get great views you can really see the power of the falls which I just wasn't prepared for. I was like, this this could take you out. Yeah, it was, and I, it just was a lot of water. It was rain season, right? So it just was like very mighty. The um, <clears throat> the way the water was coming down, we were getting wet left and right. Yeah, it was rainy season. So in dry season, you're actually able to take a photo sitting in the waterfall. Which I don't know if I do anyway. That's not here nor there. But um, but because it was rainy season, the waterfall was like overflowing with water. So you could see they pointed to the point where we would have been sitting, and it was like, oh hell no! Um, the water was really, really, really gushing down. But it was cool to see that experience. We got some fire flicks off there. Yeah, the did. entry for Victoria Falls on the Zimbabwe side is thirty. On the Zambia side is twenty. But Zimbabwe gives you the more immersive experience in, in Victoria Falls. Also, across the street, and a little bit of a path, you may want to take a taxi. You what, definitely want to take a taxi. What we did was um, connect with our taxi on the Zambia side, 
he connected us with a taxi on the Zimbabwe side that took us around for the day. So essentially, the taxi that took us into the market to get our poncho and shop if we wanted to, took us to Victoria Falls Entry and then took us to this last place, which is Lookout Cafe. Shout out to my cousin Tita, who put us onto the spot. Lookout Cafe. This is the area, if you, if you see people bungee jumping in Victoria Falls above the river, um, this is where they're doing it. So it's a they have a bungee jump that you just plummet, which I would also never do, <laughs> over a moving river um, in a mountainous area. And then the cafe itself is an outdoor cafe just overlooking this beautiful, beautiful, Most beautiful view. view of the mountains and rocks and river and all that stuff. Most breathtaking. And there are animals free roaming there too. So we had warthogs coming up to us as we were eating. The food is pretty good. Yeah, the food was good. The drinks were good. Um, I like the layout of the cafe. Um, the reason why I said, even though you could physically walk there, the reason why I would not suggest it, especially if you're going like for the sunset, um, our driver let us know that there's a lot of lions and such. That Yeah, because again, all of this is in the bush. Like, <laughs> Victoria Falls and Livingstone is the country part of Zimbabwe and Zambia. They have their major cities, just like Gabonia and Botswana, just like Johannesburg and South Africa. But outside of the cities, the countryside, even if there's human civilization, it's still the country. And the animals still roam the way they want to roam. Yes. So, you know... Be careful. <laughs> don't don't get too gassed because you right. see there's a don't few buildings. Don't get caught up. <laughs> Talk about, oh, I could walk that because you walk miles every day. No, yeah, no, no, no. It no. might be a lion behind that Come bush on. just a waiting A tiger for you. just ready. <laughs> you sound like lunch to them too. You know, so. But yeah, Lookout Cafe was, was dope. It was such a great experience. The staff is amazing. The food was really good. Um, great place to take photos. Really nice vibes. And like like we said, you can't beat the views. Yeah. Lookout Cafe in Zimbabwe. Um, and overall, I think it was just it was just one of the best trips. Oh, I forgot to mention, we touched quickly in Namibia. Oh, yeah. Um, too quick. I have to get back to Namibia. When I go back to the southern region, want to go to Namibia and Mozambique. Um, Mozambique has some of the best beaches. That's on the Indian Ocean side of the continent. Um, and I have this hotel that I found that I want to stay in. Blue Pearl, I think it's called. That's just phenomenal. It costs a lot. I mean, the prices also you know, phenomenal. It matches. It matches the look, but I have to get there at some point. So, um, one thing to note that we didn't realize when we went down it was somewhat of a misstep on our part. Um, so there are no flights from Botswana to Zambia, and the reason for that is because you you literally would drive there. So if you're if you want to do a similar trip that we did um you can fly in to joburg um and then from joburg go to um botswana from there drive to um zambia which is like an hour they said right yeah from like kasani which is yeah so there's so just to to make it more clear so we flew into johannesburg and if you're flying around johannesburg is the hub for all of southern africa so going from south africa to Botswana to Zimbabwe, Zambia is basically flight back to Joburg, go to the other city, flight back to Joburg, go to the other city, which can be exhausting, a waste of time. It's easier to go from Johannesburg. You can drive to Gabononi. That's only like a few hours, I believe they said. Um, 
because they were like, oh, I can see it's raining in Johannesburg, so that means it's <laughs> going to rain here soon. Like, that's how close it was. Um, but then Gabroni to Chobi is a flight for sure, but then once you're on the Chobi side, Chobi to Victoria Falls, Zimbabwe, and Livingstone, Zambia are all drivable. So within that cluster, in hindsight, we should have just driven around there and then flown back to Johannesburg instead of flying around everywhere. Not sure how you charter those, you know, car rides, but we'll figure it out for next time. Yeah. But overall, the experience in Southern, Southern Africa was amazing, man. Like, I keep telling people, and not, not in a preachy way, like, I'm definitely not trying to come from the perspective of, oh, now I've been, and I'm better than everybody, but I feel like everyone needs to go to Africa, especially if you're black. It is such it's a, a soul, spiritual experience, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's such a enlightening experience, and it's such a connecting the dots experience of seeing just how similar we all are, it all helps, the similarities between... It helps between, anchor you a little it bit. It does, it does, and it helps give you great perspective of where you are, where you, where you come from, all the connective tissues between black people in Africa, in the Caribbean, and in the U.S. is crazy. And, and abroad, in yeah. Europe, and all South America, just all across the diaspora. Like, it's, it's travel such a beautiful thing, man. And this trip, I'm addicted. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. I mean, how am I, how, so how? How am I supposed to stop? How? I just said it real Jamaican, I just realized. What? Diaspora. <laughs> <laughs> Hush, hush, hush. I mean, no, it's the diaspora. Well, hush. Everybody so. says it different, different ways. No, it's know. diaspora, though. Is it? Yeah. I've heard people say diaspora. No, but, you know, sometimes I just... The Jamaican comes out. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes yeah, hush. <laughs> you know, lit up yourself with licoli, tawa. Yeah, but anyway, oh, how could I forget? One of the most important things I have to say about traveling to Africa is it doesn't have to be mad expensive. So... I tell people all the time, people think I'm rich. They keep saying, oh, you rich. Man, you living your best life. But you can too. The flight to South Africa, we got on sale. Under $500. We also just booked a trip to Kenya. What? For under $700. I believe it was around six. Yeah. Like, these trips can be as affordable as going to Europe. Even going to the Caribbean. Because sometimes going to Grenada, um, Jamaica, Let's discuss Barbados, how even going to Tampa around Christmas. Listen. Tampa around Christmas. You'd be like, what? Six fifty for what? Listen. And it's Tampa. So it's not, it's not no about... No shade to Tampa. It's not, <laughs> it's not about having the money to go. It's about finding the right time and traveling smart. So I'll tell you for the millionth time, because I feel like no matter how many times I say this, no matter where I say this, people still don't do it. Theflightdeal.com. And they're not paying me, even though they should. Airfarewatchdog.com. Kayak.com slash explore. Get your asses on a plane. Especially to Africa. If you're black. Even if you're not black. Shout out to all my multicultural listeners out there. And in this in this term, multicultural means Asian and white and Hispanic. Come on, non, Non-black Hispanic. Ooh. Listen. Come on. Shout out to all my Afro-Latinos. Hey! hey. Cubana! <laughs> hey! You know, Cuba and Jamaica's right there. There's a lot of crossbreeding for me. Okay. Calm down. I just want to say that you look so cute talking about travel. Oh, thanks, Lynn. You, you know. I'll keep you. Okay. Uh, you better keep me. We took some <laughs> vows. We took some <laughs> vows. Don't don't come with the threats. <laughs> We're putting our personal business on the air. So anyway. <laughs> shout out to everybody listening. Soul Society 101 the podcast. I hope this has inspired you to travel to Africa. 
our experience in Southern Africa, it, it just, it was life-changing. Yeah, South Africa, awesome. Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia, a little touch Namibia. It was dope. I just want to thank you all for allowing me to come back here and, you know, listen to this voice. I miss you guys when I'm gone, you know? Anyway, she's she's getting gushy and dramatic over here. Get out of here. I'm getting a little emotional, right? <laughs> I just love the Soul um, Society fam so much. You guys always like come up to me and say the sweetest things, and I appreciate you guys. They love you. Uh, I love you guys, too. You guys are so dope. Continue just thriving and surviving, you know? We out here, man. Black people just trying to make it 2018. Not just trying to make it. We trying to make it. And live our best lives. Let's Come change on, that. You know joy. Come on, Black Joy. Let's do it, y'all. Soul Society 101, the podcast. We out. Bye. Peace.